no, we, we, we think that, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's really possible. And I think when we start to re-look at education, not just as an expenditure burden, but as an investment in, on our economy, investment on, on our country, I think we, we, we I mean, uh, in the way that we allocate resources in the government, I think we would be able to, to really, uh, you know, make this uh, possible. And, you know, just looking at what students are asking for at the moment, if you could maybe just unpack that for us and exactly why students are unhappy at the moment, because uh, we seem to be hearing different stories. But what exactly is the crux of this latest wave of uprising? Well, at the center of this, uh, is it's, it's the, the increment on, on fees across our institutions. Uh, universities are saying, as, as Dr. Parker has just explained, that uh, the funding of uh, higher education in South Africa uh, in, I mean, has, has in real terms declined, and therefore they are saying that they are under pressure to put up fees. But what we are saying as, as students is that, I mean, that is not a, a sustainable solution because we are also confronted with the economic uh, challenges that are facing the country, and you can't uh, think that we are going to mitigate against the low funding of higher education with fees unless you, your intention is actually to exclude students, because students are not going to be able to afford these higher-than-inflation fee increments, um, you know, and, and, and therefore they are going to have to drop out, and others who are first-year students are not going to be able, who are going to be the first-year students next year, are not going to be able to access. Secondly, it's the rising upfront payments, which is what we call registration fees. Uh, many of the institutions across the country are increasing those, uh, you know, uh, upfront payments. And these we view as uh, instruments that are used to really exclude uh, working class and poor students, but particularly also students who uh, are not in the NSFAS cohort, but are outside of the, you know, they don't qualify to get NSFAS, but their parents also cannot afford to pay the high cost of study. And those are the students in the main who are also affected by these rising fees. So what would be a fair increment uh, in your book? Look, we, we are saying, uh, I mean, as students, of course, from our standpoint immediately, is that we don't want fee increment because in any event, it, it really affects us. Because when you look at, uh, you know, for example, how our, our parents, who are the ones who really pay for our fees, how their salaries are rising, I mean, in the main, uh, we, they even struggle to get uh, rises that are, are, you know, CPI-related across, particularly in the private sector. But at least if we were to be talking about a CPI adjustment, that could be, uh, I mean, a reasonable discussion that we could have with the universities. But when it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, way above, uh, uh, you know, inflation, it becomes extremely, extremely difficult. If you have double-digit, uh, you know, fee increments like we're seeing, uh, you know, in UP, we're seeing in, in VETS and in, in other institutions also, uh, we are really going to be facing a, a big challenge. In Forte, for instance, also there's a challenge that students are told that they must pay 60% of their fees before they write examinations. Now, that's also uh, compounding into these challenges and then this crisis that we're faced with now. But what about the university and the fact that they are incurring costs? Uh, how are they supposed to uh, basically recoup on those? You know, what is interesting, uh, Sakina, is that the, the universities that are right now uh, hiking fees 
quite exorbitantly uh, your historically white universities, your vets, your your your, your UCT, and, um, and of course the other historically black are doing so, but but not at this level. And that's a challenge. And these are universities that get a lot of money from debt stream funding, uh, which is private sector funding. But our historically black universities, I mean, if you talk about Walter Sisulu University, is only getting one percent of its funding from private sector donors. But VETS gets, I mean, about, uh, with the vital stats that are there now, about 45% of its money from debt stream income. Where is this money going is the question that we are asking. What are the, the interests of these private donors and how also are we leveraging this funding that they get to assist students and not just have big, huge, uh, you know, projects uh, that are not going to benefit uh, students and them entering into these institutions?